Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. Hi, Jeremy. Ah, big size. So we did record this episode last week, uh, but when I went to edit everything, the audio was all corrupt and it uh, it just it didn't sync well with the video and it just it wasn't uh, we couldn't release that. It wasn't to the quality that we enjoy. So we're re-recording this week. It's going to be, again, the same material that we had for you last week. Uh, and then next week, of course, we'll try and get you some new material. Yeah, it might be late again next week, though, because we uh, realized that uh, we have about a week that we're not seeing each other. We're just kind of like Opposite ships schedules, passing yeah. in the night. <laughs> yeah. I, I land and you've already gone to work and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we're... You know, with with this episode not being um, out, we kind of, uh, I mean, it's not, we didn't want to do it on purpose, but yeah, it's going to have to be like another two weeks probably before we release an episode. So sorry about that. We don't mean to do that. We really had plans to really only miss one episode when I was on vacation and then just get on with uh, the regular schedule. But, uh, you know, life happens and yep. sometimes, you know. Technology doesn't work uh, to its fullest potential. So that's just what we have to deal with. Um, so essentially, we're just going to talk about mostly my trip to Cairo. Yeah. Um, and then, well, Jeremy's back at work now. Last episode, he wasn't yet, uh, but he's finally back to work. He's mm-hmm. back from his uh, illness of last month. So he can maybe talk about a little bit of his uh, his couple pairings. And uh Yeah. Do you want to start with some highs and lows? Uh, well, sure. I'll go really quickly. My low for the last week was not getting the episode out. Uh, and I tried and I tried to edit the audio as much as possible, but it just wasn't happening. So uh, that's my low. My high would be coming back to work, uh, getting to work with some of your participants uh, that you trained. And of course, a friend of the podcast, Alberto, he was, uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with him again to Montreal. And then uh, we're working again together tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that's fun. It's nice to be back at work. You were a little bit nervous because it had been what? It's been a full month, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or over a month, yeah. which is always like a little nerve wracking. You're like, oh, what changed? What mm-hmm. service is different? And so yeah. on. And then you get back into it and then you're happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I had a pairing, another four-dayer, but I got to go to a new place. So I got to go to Dallas, Texas. Uh, I've had a couple layovers in Houston. I think I've mentioned it, but really only really, really short amount of time and really just at the airport or very close to the airport. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, I didn't do any exploring or or have the time to. But in Dallas, I did a little bit of exploring and was able to kind of see a little bit of downtown and experience that. So that was fun. Um, So that was a cool experience. And uh, and yeah, yeah, new, a new like state, new city unlocked. That was fun. And new Starbucks mugs. (laughs) Yeah, I just got the Texas mugs uh, though this time because to be honest, I didn't really like the Dallas mug. It kind of looked weird, but the Texas one was nice. So TBD on if I ever get the Dallas mug. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. So let's get right into uh, the meat of the episode. So uh, you went on a lovely trip to Cairo, Egypt. So tell us about that experience. Um, yeah. So I, w- I took my mom to Egypt at the beginning of the month. We were there for a week. 
and just had the most amazing time. Egypt is such a beautiful country. Of course, it's so rich in cultural and history. You can't even imagine. Of course, we know a lot about it, but we really don't because when you go there and you have a tour guide who is an archaeologist and has just studied that mm -hmm. Egyptian culture and all of that for, well, she's doing her doctorate now. So a lot of years, um, it, you just learn so much more, which is really just great but i also wish i could have just retained everything she told uh me and my mom because it was just so much information um but yes yeah, it was it was a great uh, experience my mom loved it she enjoyed uh, just learning about everything we saw the pyramids of course we went to alexandria for a day um also of course visited around like um coptic cairo so there's a lot of Christian churches there as well. And then um, the Egyptian Museum in Cairo, which is where we see a lot of the ancient artifacts, some mummies, um, catacombs, tombs, all that, sarcophagi, all of that stuff. So you can see that there. But there's actually so many more artifacts that are just stored um, in the, their archives there that they just don't have space to display. So that's why they're actually building a new museum. It's been in construction for the past 10 years, but it's supposed to be opening, uh, full-on opening in November of this year. So if you have the chance to go to Egypt um, and the f new museum is open, it's going to be open uh, in Giza, so right next to the pyramids, you'll be able to see so many more uh, artifacts, so many more things from all the the pyramids and things that they've been able to excavate. So that'll be cool to to see if you have the chance. But if not, the Egyptian museum was really, really nice. Cool. Uh, and now I've never actually been to Cairo, but uh, from, you know, friends and family that have gone to visit, uh, one thing that they told me is they were surprised at how close the Great Pyramids are to the city of Cairo. Like, it's not like, oh, you have to drive for five hours. It's like, Oh, they're right over there. How how true do you find that statement? I mean, I, I looked at maps before I went, so I wasn't surprised at how close they were. I was actually kind of surprised at how far away they were oh, because okay. on the map, like down, downtown Cairo, where we are staying and where kind of, you know, the Nile goes through the city. And then right beside you see Giza and the pyramids are there. So in my mind, it would be taking 20 minutes to get there yeah. by car. But no, it takes a solid hour to get there. From our hotel to the pyramids was, yeah, a good hour. Because mostly of how the roads are and how traffic is there and just how Egyptian driving is. <laughs> um, and of course, once you get like closer to the pyramids, so within Giza, it's all like small dirt roads with a lot of speed bumps everywhere. And you share the road with, of course, a lot of cars, motorbikes, tuk-tuks, donkeys, everything, you name it. There's mm -hmm. everything on the road. So you kind of just have to be careful. Also noting that me and my mom were not driving in Egypt. We had our tour guide and our driver, the driver, of course, professional Egyptian <laughs> driver. <laughs> Knows how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They were driving us around. So no, no issues with that. Mm -hmm. uh, we did have a little bit of an adventure. Um, if you let me tell this story. Of course. Again. Um, so one of the days we were touring, we had 
our driver pick us up. We're on our way to El Fayum, which is in the desert. So a little uh, desert camp was set up there. And then you go and you see the Valley of the Whales. Um, and you take a four by four, like Toyota, again, Egyptian driver, you go through the sand dunes and you see an oasis, you see waterfalls, you see lakes, uh, which was amazing. But before we got there, we got a little fender bender, which resulted in um, the taxi driver. So we unfortunately rear-ended a taxi driver that was stopped in the middle of this busy boulevard because of something else in front of them. So we rear-ended them. So big, big accident. No one was hurt or anything. We were fine, but like it caused a little bit of a, a situation. Then the taxi driver and our driver, they exchanged information, but that wasn't enough for the taxi driver because he followed us, chased us down by car, asked the, our driver to pull over again. They exchanged more words and information, of course, all in Arabic. So I didn't really know what they were saying, but we got the lowdown after. Um, the taxi driver ended up taking our driver's phone, driving away with it, finding uh, police officers further down, then having this whole discussion. And then our tour guide was really, really nervous. She called in uh, people that she knew to help out the situation. All in all, this ordeal took about two hours, which ended up with um, me, my mom, and the tour guide having um, to go to the washroom. And we <laughs> used the kind of main sergeant whatever the titles are his private bathroom in the police station so that was just like a really funny thing but it turns out it was really kind of a dangerous situation but we really didn't feel in danger or nervous while it was happening but we could have been in a lot of trouble not us but the tour the tour guide could have been in a lot of trouble and uh the driver but um also turns out that the taxi driver's license had been expired. So him bringing himself to the police really wasn't a smart move because he ended up being in way more trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything ended up being fine. We ended up to the desert and stuff. But um, yeah, that was an interesting situation. And uh, yeah. other than that, the driving was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a sketchy situation. And then in certain countries, like you really have to be aware of your surroundings constantly. Um, and again, this goes for every country, not just Egypt, but like I've been in countries in Central and Eastern Europe where if you're not paying attention, you can get into a very precarious position where people are trying to extort you or mug you or whatnot. So always be aware of your surroundings. And yeah, not every country is quite as safe as Canada for the most part. I mean, here in Canada, we're we're spoiled. Let's be honest. Yeah, but also I want to say that we never felt unsafe ever in Egypt. We felt that the Egyptian police were policing the Egyptians and never really the tourists. They kind of just ignore the tourists. Um, we were always with our tour guide, though. But that's just the impression that I had, the feeling that I had. And I think my mom felt pretty much the same way. But they have a lot of rules and restrictions for the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. Um, on how they have to be and stuff. And the police is also very corrupt there. But it really impacts the Egyptians more than the tourists because they rely on tourism. So they, yeah. I don't we, think we the police into the wants country, yeah. to, uh, you know, take us, take us off or anything, yeah, you they know? they don't want to dissuade people from like bringing more tourism to the country for sure. Yeah. So other than that situation, we were fine. We were in a nice hotel. So we were super mm -hmm. safe. And our tour guide was amazing, bringing us all everywhere. And uh, yeah, there's a lot, also a lot of big 
like giant tour buses everywhere we went. So a lot of tourists are, are going, which is nice to see because the country is beautiful and not really a place that I thought I would ever visit. So I'm really glad that we got there and we got to visit and we got to experience a lot of like cultural oh, that, amazingness. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the best. Uh, do you have any highlights? Anything that sticks out as like this was the best part of the trip or? Uh, I mean, I got to experience a lot of different foods, like Egyptian food, which that's not something that I really am familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, Egyptian cuisine, but we got um, introduced to kashari, which is a vegetarian Egyptian national dish. And it was very delicious, very simple to make as well. Essentially, it's noodles, rice, lentils, topped with tomatoes, onions, chickpeas, and then a mixture of vinegar, hot sauce, and salt and pepper and kind of, you know, gauge how much you want to put on your own dish and you mix it all together and you eat it and it's really delicious. Simple ingredients, but so good. And we'll have to make that. (laughs) Yeah. I I really want to make it. It's so good. Um, Yeah. And then a quick note about uh, the airport in Cairo, because that was a different, uh, different airport that I've experienced in a while. Mm -hmm. So we get to the airport. So Coming in, landing in Cairo, no issues. You go through customs and that's fine. You show your visa. You can actually get your visa in the airport, but my mom and I did it beforehand. So we were we were prepared. We had it printed. So no issues. You fill out an immigration form when you get in. So super, super simple. Um, but leaving Cairo, you go through a security checkpoint as soon as you get inside the airport like there's kind of nothing there except that one security checkpoint so is it kind of like going into like a sporting event like you go through security as you go through like the front gate type thing yeah kind of i guess because that's also kind of how everything was set up in egypt everywhere we went museums all the um cultural landmarks and everything they had essentially a conveyor belt with a metal detector and we kind of just put our bags through Mm -hmm. and walked of course through the metal detector and everywhere was set up like that even our hotel okay sometimes it was you know monitored sometimes not so whatever but at the airport they were they were more thorough Mm -hmm. uh so you put all your bags like checked bags everything you go through there they don't monitor liquids just yet then you get to the check-in counters uh and then after the check-in counters you go through passport control uh, and then that took us a little bit of time because there's no information. And me and my mom had carry on luggage mm. and we had checked in online, you know, as you do. So we had our boarding passes on our phones. We went to the customs. Thankfully, it wasn't busy because if it had been busier, we probably would have not close. missed our flight. But like it would have been close, yeah. yeah, more of an issue. But when the first time she's like, you need this form. So she, another immigration form. Okay. So we go, there's a couple lying around on like the desks just behind. So we fill them out, go back. No, you need paper boarding pass and the customs form from the airline you're traveling on. Okay. Good to know. Thanks for the first person telling us, but okay. So we have to go then to line up at check-in counter and then they just print our boarding passes and give us customs form. And then with that, we were able to go through passport control which then uh gives out to duty-free huge duty-free area you feel as if you're past security and everything and you're just going to your gate however how the airport there is set up and that terminal that section you get to your gate and that's where the 
security checkpoint is. So that's where you have to put your carry on through. They monitor uh, liquids and everything. So kind of a weird setup, of course, because if you buy like, let's say a coffee or a juice or something before you get to your gate, then you might not be able to bring it through. And if you buy duty free, I'm not exactly sure how that would work. I'm maybe guessing they would kind of bring it to you like in the aircraft, how sometimes airports are set up that way. Yeah, a lot of airports, yeah. But not really sure because we didn't buy duty-free. We kind of just wanted to get to our gate and then, okay, then sit. But we got to our gate, we had to line up again, go through security, and then we were in the gate area. Thankfully, there was a bathroom in the waiting area and then we just kind of waited. Then we were just all the passengers from our flight waiting to board. And at that point, we maybe had... 20-ish minutes before they started boarding. So yeah, a different setup. So kind of be prepared, you know, definitely do get early to the airport, wherever you are. If you're not familiar with that airport, you've never been before, don't assume, you know, an hour is going to be enough if you have carry on kind of thing. You know, we gave ourselves a solid, I think, two and a half hours at the airport before our flight departed. So it was enough, but you never know. Yeah. You so know. always be prepared just because you work for an airline. Don't be um, overconfident about Yeah, that. for sure. For sure. Excellent. Uh, so we talked about your highlight of the trip. We talked about the low part where you, you got into the little fender bender. Um, is there anything you would definitely recommend people who are thinking of going to Cairo? Like, here's something you have to check out. Well, I mean, the main attractions, of course, you have to go see the pyramids. The pyramids, the Sphinx. Yeah. I'd say definitely try out some Egyptian cuisine. It's very delicious. It's my cup of tea, all like the baba ganoush, hummuses, um, labne. Is it, is it very vegetarian-based cuisine? Because I know, for those that don't know, uh, Adele is pescatarian, so the only meat she eats is fish. So was the diet was your diet accommodated very well there in Egypt? Yeah, and I told my the tour guide that we had beforehand uh, because how we worked it out is our lunches were included the days that we were touring with her. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I don't eat meat. Is that going to be an issue? Is there going to be options for me? You know, I'm not going to be that person to show up day of, hey, by the way, I, I don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I warned her in advance. And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. There's going to be vegetarian options. And that's true. Everywhere we went, there was vegetarian options, not an issue at all to be accommodated. And yeah, so and my mom, if I, my mom wanted to eat meat, she could. She wanted to eat the same as me, no problem. And excellent. Yeah, so I think it's it's a very vegetarian friendly. Vegan, I don't know how easy it would be because I'm not vegan, so I didn't try to to yeah. be. Um, but vegetarian, definitely, definitely, perfectly okay. Excellent. And I mean, of course, you and I have been talking like nonstop since your trip. And one thing that you really highlighted to me was just the the culture of the Egyptian people are very, very, it's a very warm culture. They're very accommodating. They're very hospitable. Uh, and you made some friends there, you know, the tour guide and her husband and actually had them over for dinner for the last, uh, one of the last nights. And, uh, and would you recommend this tour guide to others? hundred percent. She's lovely. Um, it was just me and my mom with her. So if we wanted to, you know, me, if I wanted to stop at a Starbucks to see if they had a mug, no problem. They found a Starbucks for me. Um, if we wanted to spend a little bit more time at the carpet school where they make carpets and then visit the gallery to possibly buy stuff, no problem. We stopped there. Um, our tour guide would just kind of 
go to the side and just wait for us. And it was just really flexible and very nice. And um, in the mornings too, she would ask us, is a 7 a.m. pickup okay? Would you rather 7.30, like depending on like the schedule, not a huge flexibility for that, but a little bit. So the first night, because we were jet lagged, we opted for like a 9 or 9.30 a.m. pickup yeah, the next day, smart, yeah. just to be able to sleep in a little bit longer. Yeah. And I think that saved us a little bit because it was our first day, first full day in Egypt. And, and that was nice. And yeah, she's lovely. She knows her th- stuff like amazingly well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just really, really nice. The Egypt- mm-hmm. Egyptian people were so friendly, so welcoming, so generous. And I recommend everyone to just go to Egypt, whatever yeah, you want cool. to kind of explore and do. It just depends on your kind of traveling and what you like to do on vacation or whatever. There's so much to do in Egypt. Like you can go to Alexandria on the Mediterranean, or you can go to the Red Sea and kind of have a more like a beach relaxing vacation. Or of course you can do all the culture things. You can go to Luxor, see the big temples as well. There's so much more to see in Luxor as well. So I kind of want to go back. Well, kind of, I definitely want to go back to Egypt at some point. With me maybe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just see everything that we couldn't see because a week not enough. Definitely not enough. We did so much, but there is so much more. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the flights. How are your flights getting to and from Cairo? Because, of course, we're here in Calgary and your mother's in Montreal. So how did that all work out? <laughs> so I, of course, I'm using my travel passes or my travel privileges with work. So I booked one um, round trip from Calgary to Montreal for me all by myself. And then with my mom, I booked a different ticket to go to uh, Cairo. Thankfully, um, Montreal Cairo is a direct flight. So for my mom, super easy, no, um, no issues with that. Long flight, honestly, didn't look at the flight time when we were looking into the, um, the destination. In my mind, I was like, oh, it's going to be like an eight-hour flight. No, it's 10 and a half hours going, 11-ish coming back. Yeah, But so worth it. I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a beautiful place and uh, definitely needs to be explored. I feel more of Africa in general, north, south, middle, everything. I would love to explore more of Africa just because mm-hmm. it's somewhere that – I feel a lot of people don't go to and I feel a a lot of people are scared to go to. Yeah. So I think it needs to be explored more. I feel like we need more direct flights all through Africa so we Mm. can get there more easily. If not connections through Europe is uh, also doable. And it's sort of fun on one of my flights uh, just over the last week. uh, I always like to chat with my crew and find out, you know, ask them a little bit about themselves. And one of my, uh, one of my fellow crew members, I said, Oh, where are you from? And he said, I'm from Cote d'Ivoire. And I was like, oh, cool. My mom used to live there. And he kind of gave me like a, wait, what? <laughs> really? Uh, and I said, yeah, my, my mother, when uh, when she was 18 years old, she moved to Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast. Uh, and she lived there for about 18 months. She was teaching French. And uh, so, yeah, it's just sort of like a little, like, wait, what? Your mom used to live where I'm from? And so, yeah, we had a, a fun little chat about that. So, yeah, you never know. I'd love to go visit all parts of Africa. Yeah. Yeah, of course aware that there's some parts that aren't as safe or accessible, but I feel we'll get there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. 
Um, all right, so we're going to wrap this uh, quick episode up a little bit. Uh, we'll have this uh, online Wednesday night, Thursday morning at the latest. Uh, and if you are out there and you are flying... Remember to be nice to your flight attendants. They might have to save your butt one day. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.